Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table for episode number 491. We are down to just a a slight countdown, like nine episodes away from episode 500. I started this show five years ago with the intent of being able to bring interviews with some really cool people doing interesting things in the world of entrepreneurship uh, because I believe and I know actually that one thing is true and that is success leaves clues. So over the course of five years, I've done over 400 of these episodes have been interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders. And starting in 2019, the first Thursday of every month is an episode that is co-produced with the Austin Technology Council. And this has been a great partnership. Uh, Once a month, uh, the ATC brings some of their members to me and we talk about things that are important in the world of entrepreneurship in the booming town of Austin, Texas. But really that translates to everybody who works in and around uh, entrepreneurship and technology. So the Austin Technology Council is the largest tech industry organization in Central Texas. They empower members by using insights, resources, and connections so that their members can succeed and thrive. And today's episode is going to be a chat with a couple of people who are heavily involved with ATC who are working on a special project. And we're going to talk about the Scaling Seminar Series, which is a new program that's going to run uh, September through November in Austin for C-level executives that have both funding and revenue. And this is going to be, it's going to be a great program for people to come together and learn. It's going to be a little different than some things that have been done in the past. We're going to talk about that. Uh, It's a, a conglomeration. It's a partnership between the Austin Technology Council, the Rice Alliance, and St. Edwards University. And then it is also sponsored by the Baker Botts Law Firm. So joining me here today on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do are Dr. David Altunian. He is the Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship and the Associate Dean in the Bill Monday School of Business at St. Edwards University, and Robert McKee, Managing Director of Cypress Associates and a co-founder of the Ross, I'm sorry, the Rice Alliance Austin Chapter. And both of these gentlemen are people who I have known easily for 15 or more years through being involved in the entrepreneur and tech community in Austin. So David and Robert, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks, Tom. Well, I am so glad that you guys were able to jump on here and and join, you know, and join me because I think that this program that ATC is involved with is going to be is going to be a great one. So tell me a little bit about what is the scaling seminar series? Yeah, you want me to start, David? Yeah. Um, so this is a program that, uh, as some of the things do often, uh, grew out of a conversation at a bar that David and I had. And uh, it, the Rice Alliance has, for many years, had a program called Entrepreneur Workshop, where we taught first-time entrepreneurs about how to launch businesses. And when we started that oh, 10 or more years ago, there weren't any programs like that in town. And uh, today we now have all these incubators and accelerators and co-working spaces and 
all sorts of resources for entrepreneurs to learn how to launch businesses. And there isn't as much demand for that sort of thing because there's so much supply or there's, there's plenty of demand for it, but there isn't as much demand for our program as there used to be. And David and I were talking about it. He had just uh, been our kickoff speaker for Entrepreneur Workshop. And he um, said, you know what? You're right. And he, we should do something on scaling businesses. And I said, that's a great idea because there is very little help for uh, companies to learn how to, what they do after they launch their business and how they can scale it and turn it into more of a process and be able to be more successful. And it's, it's, it's hard to launch a business, but a lot of what entrepreneurs do initially is, uh, you know, it's kind of like guerrilla work where they're, you know, getting their first customer, getting the first product out, you know, all these things that are, uh, they're making it up. And to, uh, in order to make a really successful business that grows a lot, they have to turn it into more of a process. And that is what um, we are hoping we can help them to learn about. And uh, that, that was the genesis of this. And, and it's something that we think can provide a, uh, 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 some resources in our community that just don't exist yet. Yeah, and let me let me kind of add on to the story because this wasn't uh, it, it was started exactly the way Robert said, <laughs> but it wasn't that we just were sitting around going, "Hey, what do you think we want to do next?" What was interesting was I was on a panel with the CEO of Funware, and I think we had big uh, someone from Big Commerce on it at the CEO Summit at St. Edward's University uh, about a year and a half ago, and we were talking about the challenges in this panel of growing an organization, growing pains. And I asked the question of the audience, how many people had read the goal or understood the theory of constraints, which is a pretty important theory as you're growing and scaling a business because it, you know, it teaches you to focus on what the latest constraint is that's holding your, your business back. And constraints move all the time. And I was really surprised at the CEO Summit how few people really understood that basic concept. And then um, at the board meeting for ATC, Barbara Brunner, who is the executive director at the time, worked with the board and created what they call the big, hairy, audacious goal of how do we get to $10 billion companies in Austin in the next five to 10 years? How do we grow? Not just how do we acquire, but how do we grow uh, 10 of those? Well, and, and, you know, and if, I can, if I can step in, yeah. one of the yeah. problems we've had in Austin over my time here is the companies that do grow get acquired and therefore yeah. then they're no longer Austin companies. We, we, we really need to learn how to grow these businesses to the size you're talking about and then keep them as Austin based companies. Totally agree with that. And I think, you know, and even to get to those billion, we got to get to a hundred, hundred million dollar companies. So as she was doing that and I was thinking about, you know, as, as the board was saying, yep, that's the goal we want to go for. I was thinking back of this issue of, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? Because, CEO, you know, CEOs that we're talking to don't even know some basic frameworks. And then Robert and I were having this conversation and he was saying, you know, I just think there's so much competition for you know, what's going on here. I don't think we're fulfilling a need anymore in the same way. And the light bulb went off and I said, have you heard about this challenge and this problem? And that's how we kind of morphed it into that. Then the probably the, the final like nail in the in the box that was packaging up this idea, because I don't want to say coffin, 
knock on wood, <laughs> is, is uh, that we had a leadership, ATC leadership dinner uh, last year that uh, uh, several of us were on a panel talking about. And we raised this issue of, you know, what's needed to um, build these businesses. It was a scaling seminar, a scaling discussion. And it was really clear from the questions that there was just a lot of need and a lot of interest in getting both the, the fundamental foundational elements of each of these areas that we're gonna focus on in this uh, seminar series, as well as the um, war stories that you know we used to do at the entrepreneur workshop. So, um, and so that's what was Genesis. So I think you're going to focus on six different areas uh, throughout the, I guess it's six weeks that this, this uh, well, 10 weeks, 10 weeks, 10 weeks. you're going to focus on these different areas. Uh, let's go through what these areas are a little bit. And, and why would CEOs care to give 10 three hour slots on their calendar? Uh, what are sure. they going to learn? Well, so, um, you know, we're broken up. The, let me just go quickly over the sections. The first one is finance and accounting, then marketing sales, operations, human resources, and we'll finish with a segment on global expansion. And again, what's really interesting about this is, you know, if you look at each of these modules, we're tying an academic from either St. Edwards or Rice University with a practitioner who has done this or has led these areas. And in some of the ones where we need it with an attorney from our sponsoring partner, Baker Botts, to talk about the legal aspects. So finance and accounting is a great example of, you know, really understanding how to use a PL, a profit and loss statement as an executive, how to use ratios to help you figure out where you're spending incorrectly or where you have opportunities to grow, how to use comps uh, or comparisons with your, with your segment to understand how to measure what you're doing and where you should be putting investments. So there's an example, and that's just a little bit. How do you know what is balance sheet looks like? You know what a balance sheet should look like. You know how do you know when you have issues? So those, that's an example on the finance side. Well, and that brings up an interesting thing because you know I, I have a lot of friends who start businesses. A lot of people who listen to this show, you know, they don't have a finance background. They don't know how to read a balance sheet. I mean, you know, I have a I worked at a bank, so I have a little bit of an understanding. But at being my own business, this is something that for ten years is I've struggled with as just a solopreneur. But it's really just me. So I kind of, you know, I can get by doing that. I'm surprised how many people are scaling businesses and their top executives still can't figure out how to read the balance yeah. sheet. You're right. Well, and I mean, you know, as you said, you know me, I think this is over 20 years. You know me for a long time. You know, while I started my own company, even though I'm a, an academic, you know, I was an entrepreneur. I started my own company and I ended up hiring a CEO because I wasn't comfortable that I knew um, how to run a business at the time. And my investors didn't think that. <laughs> and so um, I, I knew how to deal with the customer product operations. Um, wasn't until I went back and did my MBA halfway through uh, that experience that I really understood some of these tricks and the importance of a balance sheet and the PL. And to be fair, I was one of those people that just looked at a PL as a report card. And what I learned was that the heart of a company is really all the blood pumps through your PL. And an unhealthy PL will kill your business. And a super healthy PL will actually allow you to grow faster. And understanding those levers and understanding the ratios and what you're doing and how you're performing, it's not a report card. 
it's actually an important tool for running your business appropriately. But now I'll tell you, I know you've seen it and I've seen it. Here's the balance, because it could probably go to our next subject, marketing and sales. There are also people that are really excellent at managing P&Ls and don't understand the importance of segmentation <laughs> and the four P's of product marketing or how to do commissioning correctly to encourage your sales force to be properly enticed to push the product. So that's why we have a fairly balanced curriculum because you don't want to go one side or the other. Well, that's what I was thinking as you were talking. I was thinking, you know, okay, so as we look at, you know, finance and accounting, marketing, sales, operations, HR, global expansion, you know, most people who start a business might be really good with one of those things, maybe yeah. two. But if they haven't gone and gotten an MBA, if they don't have a formal business background, you know, they don't know these other areas. And it's like, you know, I look at HR as an area. You know, I'm a solopreneur. I've never had in 10 years of dealing, you know, as, you know, having to support myself, feed my family, pay college education, et cetera, for my kids. I've been able to do it, but I don't have employees, so I don't have to I don't have to worry about HR. But most companies, especially those who are scaling, especially those who are involved with technology and, and groups of companies that would be part of the Austin Technology Council, HR is a really important piece of that. And yet how many entrepreneurs who start a business have any formal training on how to deal with that? And then the same thing is true as you know, you mentioned how do you how do you you know incentivize a sales team? I'll give you a real quick story. A friend of mine worked for a tech company and he had a sales commission plan and he blew it out of the water. He made a lot of money for both himself and the company. But the owner of the company who had no background in sales looked at his numbers and got mad and capped his compensation. Yeah. So he quit. He made so much money. Right? He, made, he made so much yeah. money. So he yeah. quit. Well, they yeah. lost their greatest salesperson and their revenues plummeted because then two other people quit right after him. The company ended up going away and the owner was like, but they made enough money. He, he didn't understand what motivated the salesperson and capping them, you know, not only took away their motivation, but it, it drove them out of the business and the business died. That I think that's a really uh, a great example of one of the things we're going to talk about in the HR section, which is, you know, hiring the right people. And how do you know what the right people are for your business? You, know, you always hear this. and I heard this for years. You know, you got to have a great team. Well, Yes, you do. But what does a great team mean? And what what are the people you should hire? For example, here's one. And, you know, I mentor at Capital Factory. This is probably a once a month I have this conversation as as um, these companies are scaling. I always say there's three circles critical to the business, important, but not critical and nice to have. You could talk about that, about product, about people, about operate, lots of things. But specifically about product, what you just highlighted is that was a person that was critical to the business, but the CEO viewed them as important, but not critical and didn't realize how critical they were <laughs> until they left. And a really good executive that knows how to scale a business and understands really will take people and will map out how important is this fundamental function or this person to my organization and how do I make sure they're incented to stay I'll give you one other flip of this. This is something I see all the time. I will see software companies that have outsourced all of their development to overseas facilities, but then they've hired a marketing person, they've hired an accounting person, they've hired a salesperson, and uh, maybe you know some other ones. And you go, well, wait a second. What is the product you're offering? What can you not keep the doors open if you lose? And they say, well, my software platform. Okay, well, then shouldn't that be the people you're hiring are software, at least a software developer that could manage your code? 
because you can outsource marketing, you can outsource accounting, you can outsource. And so we're going to talk about that um, with, again, this is why it's important also to have practitioners along with the academics, because having a practitioner can say, yeah, that sounds nice in practice, but here's a case where I actually had to do it differently. That's what we're hoping to get out of this first seminar series. And, and I will say, you know, we, we really have tried to structure this as a mix between an academic approach with learning objectives and topics with also the practical, uh, you know, we want this to be a seminar, not a class. And we haven't done this before. So yeah. we're doing a little bit of steering, uh, of stirring the pot by putting these people together, giving them guidelines. We've got a learning management plat platform um, that we are using to provide the tools. But what we're hoping out of this first one is we learn a lot as well as we share a lot. Um, to be able to continue this over time, to do this, because this is not a spot fix we need. Austin needs to be able to support leaders in this community to grow the, the $10 billion companies and the $100, $100 million companies to do exactly where you started this with. Is how do we grow them and keep them here? Well, I do think it. I do think it's interesting because I, I, I don't think I had actually thought about this till you started talking, but we do have a plethora of information both in Austin and out in the entrepreneur sphere out in the world of entrepreneurship about you know go for your dream follow your dream start that company here's how you do it here's how you incorporate but how do you scale I'm sitting here even just with my little personal business you know I, I do speaking and I go into companies now and and do I do more training in companies with this new uh, content that I have that is around this gap between uh, potential and performance that people have. So it's become sort of accidentally a workforce development talk. It's how do you get people excited if they're a $17 an hour resource? How do you get them excited about working as if they were a $30 an hour resource so that they can grow and that they can they can expand? But what's interesting is, is that that is accidentally scaling my business. And I've never thought about this before. And it's like, where do, where do I even turn for what do I do? I, I stumbled upon some content that people really like. I, I don't even know where to go at my level. And if, if if I don't know, and I live in this world, where are the other entrepreneurs who are scaling? Where are they going? And I think you're right, not just in Austin, but beyond. There's yeah. not there's not a lot of content for that. And, and certainly it's out of my pay grade. But to go to that 100 million or billion dollar company, where do those people go if that's their dream, if that's their trajectory? Right. I think that's, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead, Robert. That's that's really the issue that is this we hope will help to uh, solve is lots of companies get launched, but then they stall out because they don't have the knowledge to make the business into more of a process that can be replicated over and over. And that is something that is hard to do. And I was having um, coffee with Ron Harris, who's a very well-known entrepreneur investor here in town. And he said, it's hard to launch a business. It's 10 times harder to scale one. And they just need a lot more resources to be able to uh, uh, get to that level of success. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, and I think if we do this well, you know, it would be fantastic if this spurs other groups to do these kind of education um, approaches. You know, Robert was a pioneer um, with the Entrepreneur Workshop from Rice Alliance. Kevin Coyne pioneered some of the incubation stuff with his fireside chats at, um, at his organization. And Capital Factory with co-working spawned a lot of things. 
This is the next problem area now. I think we figured out how to get uh, seed capital and get startups here in town. We have a lot. Now the next 10 years has to be how do we educate and help people learn how to scale their businesses to get to the numbers we want. That's, I think, the next challenge for the Austin and greater uh, Central Texas region. So I'm, I mean, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm already thinking there's, you know, a hundred companies should be signing up and sending their CEOs to, to this event. So who is it that you're looking for? I'm not the target market. So who is the target market that you want butts and seats at this seminar series? There are companies that are post-launch. So we're just to have a, a sort of a range to choose by, we're saying companies that are one to five million in revenue. Okay. And, but, you know, we're, we've also had some that, you know, they're growing very fast and they're like SaaS companies and they may be, you know, maybe they're only at uh, uh, a $600,000 run rate uh, right now, but, you know, they could be at a million dollar run rate by the end of the year and they might be candidates too. Hey, Tom, so I have a, and I think, I think uh, Robert's got the right target there. Um, totally. Uh, I think that one of the things that's really important with this kind of a program is peer learning. Um, and that's why we call it a se seminar series, not a, uh, not a lecture series and not a classroom. Uh, because, uh, so when you ask about who it is, I think what Robert described is really important because a lot of the times the value is not just from the people that are there presenting the materials, but from the sharing of best practices um, that each of the people that are attending do and, you know, and are going through. And one of the reasons why it's interesting having Baker Bot's attorneys there is while we understand the conceptual stuff, there may be issues that people going through the program have that they can ask the lawyers that will be applicable to everybody in the group. So we're really trying to create the seminar stew, for lack of better terms, <laughs> getting the right people together um, so that it's a complete learning experience. And I will tell you from our side with our faculty that are teaching and some of the people that are presenting, they're super excited to hear about what they're facing in the real world because this is how – and our, our faculty aren't getting paid from our side. They're getting service credit. Because this is an opportunity for them to get real-world exposure to what uh, entrepreneurs trying to scale the business are going through as well. So this is really a seminar stew is a better term for it of what we're trying to create. I love the term seminar stew because I, I speak at enough events where sometimes it's just, you know, what I call a sage on the stage. Not when I'm speaking because I try to be as interactive as I can. But so often someone comes in and it's like, rah, 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 rah. But when you can get interactive and you can get the audience to share their piece of it, and I've never thought about this, uh, you know, I may steal your term stew. It, re <laughs> it really does sort of bubble over. And that's where that's where the good flavors come in is, is yeah. that. And in a way, it sounds like because it is 10 weeks long, it's sounds like you're going to accidentally or as a byproduct of this, maybe spin off some ongoing mastermind group relationships where these people who are in similar sized businesses with that goal of expansion and growth and, and making something sustainable. I always think that, you know, one of the key things that you find is the people who succeed the most, they've surrounded themselves with the right people. So attending this as an attendee might actually also at the same time be that answer of the question of how do I surround myself with the right people? I think that's really important. And to put a, a, a direct example of how that works, I was a year and a half ago, a year ago, some, some 
more than that, probably more, maybe a year and a half to two years ago, uh, Robert had me come and do one of the executive seminar series with Mason Arnold, the CEO of CC um, uh, Veggies. And I had known about him, but I had never really met him. And we did the session together. And based on that session, he and I have become really good friends and have done things around town together, have been at events together. And now he's coming to do some stuff with our students here this year. That was just driven by the entrepreneur workshop and Robert pulling, you know, pulling the people together. And that's what we're hoping will happen here, that the education goes beyond just, you know, let's talk about some concepts. Just use those concepts and those those constructs to create a structure to direct and help uh, people understand these issues. So if someone's listening to this and they live in the central Texas area and they're like, oh, my God, I have to sign up for the the scaling seminar series. Or maybe they listen to this later and they've missed the September 17th start. But it sounds like this is going to be something that will will grow and expand into, you know, the spring. There'll be a second version. Where do people go to find out about this? I think uh, ATC, uh, their website, or get in touch with uh, Amber Gunst, who is the uh, CEO of ATC. They're kind of handling all the logistics of uh, getting people registered and that sort of thing. And you're right. We're hoping that this will be successful, and it's something that we will be doing uh, at least once a year, if not twice a year. And so there will be other opportunities to uh, uh, take part in this uh, program. Yeah, and um, if they want to just go directly to it, it's austintechnologycouncil.org um, is the website for ATC, and it will be under events. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, David and Robert, thank you so much for coming on and, and having this conversation, for being the, the guest on the special Austin Technology Council uh, monthly episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm really excited about what you're doing because I think this is one of the things that, that our community needs. But I also know a lot of people listen to this show from around the country and around the world. This is the type of stuff that probably other communities are struggling with as well. So I'm sure we may have inspired someone who listened to the show to take this to their own version of entrepreneurship in Cleveland or wherever they are. So you never know where the, the, the trickle will go from being here on the show. So thank you. Uh, thank yep. you for inviting us, Tom. Really appreciate yeah. it. It was great. Thanks, Tom. So, and really quick, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. I should have done it in the middle of the episode, but I I didn't want to stop what we were talking about. Hey, this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound awesome. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience and interviewing really cool people like Dr. David Altunian and Robert McKee. Hey, if you want to start a podcast and I know that some of you do jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this podcast. So Robert, David, again, thank you for being here on the show. Thank you for the to the Austin Technology Council for their continued support of cool things entrepreneurs do. And I say it every time. Thank you to the people who listen, because if it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have this show. 
Every, twice a week. Tuesdays, it's me talking about something I've observed in my world of entrepreneurship. And Thursdays, it's interviews with really cool people who are making things happen in their own entrepreneurial communities. So if you like the show, subscribe on Apple, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast information. And if you really like the show, go tell some friends because everybody who listens tells me they found the show because somebody else told them about it. We're going to be back in a couple of days with more interesting stuff. So in the meantime, go out there, try something new. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>